Good morning, everyone. This is Pastor Phil Beatty from Hartford City Church. I say good morning because it's morning as I'm recording this, but you may be listening to it at some other time. If that is the case, then good day or good evening to you wherever you may be. This podcast is intended to be part of our Daniel Fast, our season of Seeking the Lord together at Hartford City Church. We are spending 21 days of seeking God together. During these 21 days, we're encouraging everyone in our congregation and beyond who is listening or participating in this to spend 30 minutes a day in scripture reading, prayer, and meditation. So this podcast is intended to help us spend some time in God's word to think about what God is saying to us. And in doing so, hopefully our lives will be transformed. In 2018, we at Hartford City Church believe that this is the year of visible transformation. So we are praying for you that God would do his transforming work in your life in such a way that others can see it and that you can see it yourself. We believe that as God's presence enters into us, our lives become brighter and more beautiful, that we are filled with the very glory of God. This comes from our theme verse, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. As a part of this journey, I recently preached on 1 John chapter 1 about walking in the light, how we can truly walk in the light of God's ways and His love. The letter of 1 John was written to the churches that the Apostle John helped to plant and start during his ministry time on earth after Jesus ascended into heaven. He traveled throughout Asia Minor, what is modern-day Turkey, and planted several churches, and he would write letters to them, reminding them, instructing them, encouraging them, and also addressing issues that were in the church, because the church has always had issues, amen? The church had issues from the beginning, the church has had issues throughout history, and the church has issues today. And you know what I mean by issues. There's always controversies, there's always things that people disagree about, Sometimes there's conflict. Sometimes there are things that are hurting each other or hurting our testimony to the world, and those need to be addressed. And I love that John is a pastor writing to his people, and he calls them his children. There's such a term of affection and love. And I really think that that's great because it applies to us today as well. So these words are as if a pastor was speaking to us encouraging us and challenging us and reminding us and just just pouring out his pastor's heart into his congregation to just share with them what God has laid on his heart. So today I want to follow up with 1 John chapter 2 and I want to read some verses out of 1 John chapter 2 and pray that God will use those uh, to encourage us, to challenge us, to remind us of the kind of life that we should be living, the kind of life God wants us to live. So I'm going to go verse by verse and just make some comments and just guide us into reflection. So let us begin today. 1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous one. He is our atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. What a great couple of verses. We know that just prior, in 1 John chapter 1, 
John said that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And his desire is that we would not sin, that we would understand that we have been set free from sin by the power and the work of Jesus Christ. But if we do sin, and we know that we all sin, we all stumble in many ways, even after becoming a Christian, we still struggle. But we have an advocate. Advocate is a word that means like a lawyer or someone that that speaks on behalf of someone else. And so we know that Jesus Christ, the righteous one, is there at the Father's side, and, and he is our representative. He's the one speaking for us. He's the one that gave his life for us. I mean, he's the one that has created the way for us to have access to the presence of God and for God's presence to come into our life. And that's such a great picture of Jesus Christ at the Father's side speaking on our behalf. Another way of looking at it is that Jesus Christ is praying for us. He is praying for you and me right now, this very moment. And that is such an encouraging and comforting thought. And I hope that encourages you today that even in your struggles or whatever you may be going through, that Jesus Christ is there with God the Father praying for you and interceding for you believing the best in you because of the, his power that is at work within us. I also love that it says that Jesus is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only our sins, but also the sins of the whole world. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for the sins of the entire world. I believe that Jesus died and that his sacrifice uh, what Jesus offers is for everyone, that everyone is invited, that God loves everyone. As we said previously, he desires that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I also believe that we must choose to receive this gift, and that in choosing to receive the forgiveness of our sins, we are, we are forgiven. Someone might say, well, what about people that don't ask for forgiveness? Well, then I believe that we remain in our sins until that point in time where we can come to realize, hopefully, we pray that everyone will come to realize that Jesus Christ is their Savior and Jesus Christ is the one who is for them and not against them. We know that not everyone does choose that, but we continue to hope and believe and pray that everyone would choose Jesus Christ. That's why at Hartford City Church, we love all, serve all, and welcome all, because it's not our job to judge who is with God and who is not with God. It's not our job to judge that. Our job is to examine ourselves first and then to hold each other accountable in community. But when it comes to the people of the world, all people of the world, we are called to love them, to serve them, and to welcome them. And by welcoming them, we mean that we invite them into this beautiful relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ, His Son, into fellowship, into community, into the family of God, into a new home that we have, a place that we truly belong because of Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. And this is open to each and every person, every man, woman, boy, and girl, everyone who was old enough to understand this message is 
able to say yes to Jesus Christ and to enter into his kingdom, to enter into his realms, to enter into his presence. Now, once we are in his presence, we know that we must continue to follow God because those words that he speaks to us that says, come, follow me, or come up out of that grave, or come to life, when he breathes in us the very breath of God, when he fills us with the Holy Spirit, when we accept Jesus Christ, we get the Holy Spirit given to us, then we must continue to live in the light, to live in God's love. And so our choices are still very, very important to God. And so uh, Pastor Apostle John continues to write to his people, and he tells them in verse 3, We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. Wow. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. And this is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Wow, again. So we understand that we can't just say with our mouth, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Oh, I believe in Jesus, I believe in Jesus. But we must continue to obey his commands and to live as he lived. See, these are two very important things about being a Christian. We need to understand the commands, that is the words of Jesus, and those are found for us in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Apostle John also wrote his own uh, testimony of, of what Jesus said and what Jesus did. In a lot of Bibles, especially in my day growing up as a child, those words of Jesus were put in red letters so that we could see how special they were and draw attention to them. And so we would look to the red letters to see the, the message of Jesus Christ. Uh, now again, these were recorded by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they and they were passed down, you know, throughout the generations. Uh, we believe that the Holy Spirit is somehow working to keep these words accurate to the message of Jesus and what He said. But we take that by faith, and so we who follow Him, we must read His words. We must read His words, and His words are challenging. And He says things that we probably haven't heard yet, because He says things that are from God, and they're not always easy understood. So that means we can't just read them once and pass over it, but we need to wrestle with it and reflect upon it and meditate upon it and ask the Holy Spirit of God to reveal to us exactly what those words mean. And he also says that we must live as Jesus did. So there are also stories of Jesus. There are things that he did that we must know that we must read about, that we must hear about, so that we can begin to model our lives after Jesus Christ. So I encourage you that if you really want to live in the light, if you really want to know that your relationship with God is being lived out in the way that it should, you need to obey his commands and emulate or follow the example of his life. The apostle, Pastor John, says it so clearly. Whoever says, I know him, but doesn't do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. So that we have to walk the walk, right? We can't just talk the talk. We need to walk the walk. Jesus commands. Well, he said many things, too many to list in this one podcast. But he did say that to sum up all of the commands of God and the desires of God for our life can be done in this way. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. 
and love your neighbor as yourself. So to love God and to love others, those are the commands of God. Every other command of God, every other instruction, every other teaching flows out of those two things. There are ways in which we can, uh, in practical and specific ways, love God and love others. Also, we need to follow what Jesus did. So we see in the examples of how Jesus lived his life. We know that many times he set himself apart or he went away to pray to God, to spend time with his father in conversation, in communication. So we see that that is one of the ways that Jesus taught us how to love God. We also see that Jesus healed people, he fed people, he forgave people's sins, he reached out to those who were excluded and ignored and overlooked by others. And again, those are just a couple of ways that we can begin to model our lives after the life of Jesus Christ. He goes on to say in verse 7, the Apostle John, Dear friends, I'm not writing to you a new command, but an old one, which you have heard since the beginning. The old command is the message you've heard. Yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and in you, because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. So in a way, these are things that we've known from the beginning. In fact, the command to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself, is found in the Hebrew Scriptures, in the Old Testament of the Bible. And so it's something that, that people who have followed God have known for a long, long time. And yet in some way he's writing a new command. Isn't that interesting? He says, I'm not writing you a new command. And then he says, yet I am writing you a new command. Because what happens is the light is shining, but the darkness is passing away. So while we're in darkness, we don't really understand what God says. So in other words, I'm if I'm living in darkness and it still exists that there is this word, this light that says love God and love others, I don't really understand it. Even though that's existed from the beginning, even though God has existed from the beginning, I don't really understand it. I don't really know it while I'm in the darkness. But when the darkness passes and the true light is shining, and John has already told us that the true light is Jesus Christ. Then I begin to see and understand God. And I begin to see this command, this eternal command to love God and to love others. And in a sense, like the dawn of a new day, it is new to me because I have not yet lived into it. I have not yet seen it. I have not yet heard about it. So even for you listening today, some of you will say, yes, I heard this. This is nothing new. And, and John is saying, you're right. This is what we keep reinforcing and encouraging people. But for some of you, maybe you're just beginning to come to Christ, or maybe you've just started to go to church, or maybe you, you've decided that you want to pursue God to understand Him a little more. Well, in a way, this is a new command for you because it's something that you haven't yet heard. You see, the world is not going to teach us to truly love one another. The world teaches us, you know, to look after ourselves. Um, it teaches us love, but in a way that's not really love because 
it's selfish and it's self-serving and sometimes it's about power and domination and manipulation and sometimes it's about shutting ourselves off from love and just taking care of ourselves with the money and things those are all the ways of the world all those things i just mentioned are are not the ways of god but they're the ways of the world and what the world teaches us Uh, but we learn only through jesus christ from god what true love is And so my prayer for you today, friends, my children listening to this, is that you would live in God's love. And I want you to remember these words, that you would turn away from your sin, that you would remember Jesus Christ is praying for you, that he is the one that has made the way for you to have access to God, that he forgives your sins, and he also forgives the sins of those who've done things to you, and he forgives the sins of the whole world if we choose to receive his forgiveness. And we know that we're living in the light when we obey him. We can't just say, yes, I'm a Christian, yes, I'm forgiven, without living it out. And we live it out by obeying what Jesus commanded us, and we live it out by looking at Jesus' life and trying to model our lives or try to live in the way that he lived, again, by the power and help of the Holy Spirit. And this command, this encouragement is something that has existed since the beginning of time. It's something that those who follow God have always known. But it is also something new because we are coming out of the darkness and into the light. And even in this season, we are coming out of a season of a certain darkness, I believe. And I believe that the light of God is going to shine in a new and more powerful way in this year in 2018. So I pray for you that God's light would shine in you and that you would obey and follow Jesus Christ today and every day. God bless you all. Amen.